All right. Praise God. We're uh, recording now on the Collin Church for our 4 o'clock Sunday afternoon service here. And we, we're out here with my brother from Lee Street Baptist Church, Lee, Brother Freddie Heath. I'm Pastor Rob Hill. Uh, a pastor, not the pastor. <laughs> Do I pastor right now? He's the pastor. Glad to have him. Amen. Been doing a great job. Me and Freddie uh, just been talking about how the church is growing. Yeah. Doing well. We're in chapter two of this book called They Shall Expel Demons. And I, don't, I think I, we're going to actually be more in this book than we are in the Bible because it has all the Bible references in it for us. Okay. But we'll uh, keep that on hand anyway. Anyway, uh, why don't you start? We're going to do, uh, now this is the book, They Shall Expel Demons by Derek Prince. Yeah, it's on Amazon. I listened to the tape series years ago. And it's going to explain demonology to you, basically. As a, a subject that very many Christians do not know anything about, other than the devil and the demons and things like that. But anyway, we're going to learn a lot more about this. We're in chapter two now. We did chapter one in our first tape. This will be chapter two, and we'll go from there. Great, if you don't care, go ahead and do read the first chapter, and I'll read the second chapter, and we'll get through this, and we'll go through it as we go. Okay, the, the uh, first paragraph or the first chapter? First paragraph. Very first, first, first paragraph of chapter two. Okay. To, uh, uh, chapter 2, Terminology. Yeah. The New Testament writers give a clear picture of the nature and activity of demons, but the key to understanding these areas is an accurate explanation of the terminology they used. Unfortunately, there are weaknesses in the way different English versions have translated certain expressions from the original Greek text, which have obscured the meaning for English readers. It is necessary, therefore, to begin by examining the main words used in the Greek. You're going to thank me for letting you go first. <laughs> three, ex, uh, three expressions are used to describe the devil's spirit, the, the evil spirit, rather, being who are some of Satan's main agents in this warfare against humanity. First, demon. Greek is damion. This is the neuter singular of the adjective damonos which is derived from the noun damon. Thus, the adjective damonos indicates that some connection with, with a damon, although damenian is uh, adjectival, uh, an adjective form. I can't read that word away. It's adjectival. Ooh, that's a word. In form, it is used regularly as a noun. It is, in fact, an adjective that has become a noun. We can illustrate this form of contemporary example in English. Green is another adjective that has become a noun, describing as a person concerned about protecting the environment. Hence, he now we now talk of the greens. In other words, a person who likes to protect the environment. There are greens. Greens. Uh, go ahead. In English, the important distinction between daemon and daemonian is obliterated by the fact that both words are normally translated by one and the same English word, demon. Throughout this book, however, wherever it is necessary to preserve the distinction, we will continue to use the Greek words trans transliterated into English and atelized that as daemon and daemonium 
we will uh, we form the plural in English simply by adding s. Although this is not the correct way to form the plural in Greek. Guess we won't get a lesson in Greek today, is it? <laughs> the reference to the original Greek indicates that there are two distinct entitles, damion, or I'm sorry, damon, which is primarily and damion, like dominion. We have, we say we say the dominion, old dominion, or, or dominion. That means Virginia, mm -hmm. right? Well, this is Damion, the uh, Damion, right? It has an important bearing on the nature of demons, to which we will return in chapter 11. What are demons? The derivative form of Damion occurs about 60 times in the Gospels, Acts, and Revelation. In other words, it represents an important New Testament concept. The best text, Damon, Damon, occurs only once in Matthew 8:31, where it is apparently used with the same meaning as Damion, but this is not a normal use. Go ahead. The second expression used in the New Testament to describe an evil spirit is unclean spirit, used about 20 times in Luke, Acts, and the Revelation. The third expression, evil spirit, is used six times in Luke and Acts. Uh, in Luke 4, 3, 3, two of these expressions are combined as the writer speaks of a spirit of an unclean demon. Uh, all together, it seems that all three expressions are used interchangeably. Demons are unclean spirits and also evil spirits. The original King James Version regularly translates demanion as devil. This has led to endless confusion. The English word devil is actually derived from the Greek word diabolos, which has no direct relationship with demion. Diabolos means slanderer. In all but three occurrences in the New Testament, it is a title of Satan himself. In this sense, it is used only in a singular form. There are many demons, but only one devil. And church, remember this. Uh, the devil is the accuser of the brethren. So if you start finding someone starts accusing people, uh, he's manifesting the wrong thing. Uh, okay, so go from there. Amen. Go ahead. Amen. I think the Roman preached on that today too a little bit, didn't he? I believe it is, yeah. Satan is given this title because his primary activity is to slander, that is, to defame a person's character. First and foremost, Satan defames the character of God himself. He did this in the Garden of Eden when he suggested to Adam and Eve that God was not treating them fairly by withholding from them the knowledge of good and evil. Second, Satan defames the character of all those who in any way represent God. This is his primary weapon against the servants of God. All the main translations subsequent to the King James Version have observed the distinction between diabolos and daimonium and have translated diabolos as devil and daimonium as demon. Unfortunately, there is another area of confusion that has not yet been cleared up in some of the modern translations. 
The Greek noun damion gives rise to a verb demonzo, which occurs 12 times in the New Testament. The obvious English equivalent of this verb is demonize, which is the Collins English Dictionary defines as to subject to demonic influence. In the New Testament, this verb occurs only in the passive form, to be demonized. In the original King James Version, it is translated regularly to be possessed or with a devil or, or devils. Most modern versions have correctly changed the word devil to demon, but incorrectly retain the form to be possessed. The problem with this form is that, to English ears, the word possesses immediately suggests ownership. To be possessed by a devil or a demon implies that a person is owned by a devil or a demon, but there is no basis for this in the Greek word daimonizo, uh, which conveys no suggestion of ownership, but means merely to subject to demonic influence. To subject to demonic influence. Obviously, the form of words we use is of vital importance. It is one thing to say to a person, you are subject to demonic influence. It is quite another to say, you are possessed by a demon. Or worse still yet, you are possessed by the devil. Let me say empathetically that there is nothing in the verb daimonizo uh, to imply possession. Personally, I believe that every born-again Christian sincerely seeking to live for Christ belongs to Christ and is owned by him. It is monstrous to suggest that such a person belongs to the devil or is owned by the devil. On the other hand, I know on the basis of my own experience and of ministering to thousands of others that a born-again Christian can be subject to demonic influences, such as Christian undoubtedly belongs to Christ, yet there are areas of his or her personality that have not yet come under the control of the Holy Spirit. It is these areas that may still be subject to demonic influence. Throughout the rest of this book, then, I will for the most part speak of such people as those who are demonized. Uh, the Greek verb that usually describes the action of getting rid of a demon is ekbalo normally translated to drive out, but in the King James Version regularly translated to cast out. As I said before, I chose Weymouth's translation expel because it describes a familiar action of everyday life. Throughout this book, I will use these expressions more or less interchangeably, cast out, drive out, expel. Another Greek verb used in this connection is ex Exorcism, normally translated to exercise. The King James Version translates it to adjure. In contemporary English, to exercise is defined as to expel evil spirits from a person or place by prayers, adjurations, and religious rites. The word is used frequently in the rituals of liturgical churches, but occurs only once in the New Testament. Questions for the study. In the New Testament, what are the three expressions used to describe the evil spirit uh, being Satan's use in warfare against humanity? 
Remember the three expressions used uh, <coughs> to describe? Found that right there at the beginning of the chapter. One I read into. The three expressions are used to describe the evil spirit beings who are some of Satan's main agents in his warfare against humanity. First, demon. Uh, and then the second is The second expression um, used in the New Testament to describe an evil spirit is unclean spirit. Mm -hmm. The third expression is evil spirit. That's right. So we got three ones: demons, unclean spirit, and evil spirit. Evil spirit. Right. All right. Confusion has been caused by the original King James of the Bible because this rarely translates the Greek word damion as devil. As devil. Right. Devil. What is the meaning of the Greek word diablos, which is properly translated as devil? Uh, I just missed that one. Mm. Oh, you just missed Slanderer. Slanderer. Very good. Very good. Does the Greek word for to be demonized mean that an individual is possessed or owned by a demon or demons. Um, yes or no? And we find that uh, is either it, oh, they're asking is it possessed or or owned by? Yeah, is it, is it, is it And you find this on page twenty one. Um, in the original King James, it's translated to be possessed or devil or devils. Most modern versions have correctly changed the word devil to demon, but have incorrectly used the word foreign form possessed. The problem with the word in English ears is word possessed by a demon implies that a person is owned. But the demon, but the other word is demonizo. You remember that? You read that word? Yes. And that means to be demonized. I mean, to be attacked by a demon. Okay, so. Okay, one more time. What's the question? What are they asking? The question was about being possessed or demonized, right? Yes. Does the Greek word for to be demonized mean that an individual is possessed or owned by a demon or demon? Oh, um, oh, to be demonized. Um, the answer is no. It means to be demonized, not to be owned or possessed. Oh, okay, okay. Because a lot of these... A lot of what he's saying, a lot of in the King James, it means a lot of scripture uh, in the New Testament. In some of the newer translations, they'll say possessed yes. by a devil yes. instead of using the word demonized. There's a difference of ownership, right? And well, Derek Prince is maintaining that a demon cannot own a born again Christian, but a born again Christian can certainly be tormented by a devil. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And even Paul the Apostle said that he needed deliverance in his life. Yes. And that was right in Romans chapter 7. So if Paul the Apostle needed deliverance, most Christians probably need deliverance. Yes. One way or another. Yes. What is more accurate uh, description of a person who is demonized? 
accurate description. Mm-hmm. I said, chapter, page 21, last paragraph. Such a Christian undoubtedly belongs to Christ, and yet there are some areas of their personal life that have not yet come under the control of the Holy Spirit. It is these areas that may not be subject, that may be subject to demonic influence. Mm-hmm. All right. Throughout the rest of this book, and for the most of this part, I will speak of such people as those who are demonized. The Greek verb that usually describes the action of getting rid of a demon is ekbalo, meaning to drive out, or the King James version translated to cast out. As I've said before, I chose the Wymoth translation, expel, because it describes the familiar action of everyday life. Through this book, I will use the word expression more or less interchangeably, cast out, drive out, or expel. So I would say that the more accurate description of someone who's being demonized is, I know we find it in the scripture, in this particular passage, but from knowing this uh, this concept for us, you're being oppressed, right, mm-hmm. by by a demon. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And there's a difference between being possessed and oppressed. Oppressed, oppressed, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. It, it's like a well. Uh, here's a difference. You go to work down here at the local slaughterhouse, mm-hmm. right? And the guy is always on your case. He's always about, about, about your work. Mm-hmm. He's always wearing you out about your work. Right? No matter what you do, you can't do anything right. Mm-hmm. He's oppressing you. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. He, he's, just, he's being a bully for a boss. He's oppressing you because he knows that you need a job and you're trying to feed your, keep your home and your lights on, but he doesn't care. He's wearing you out. Now, and the difference is 200 years before, you'd be a slave. Mm-hmm. Right? And he'd own you mm-hmm. and oppress you and wear you out. Mm-hmm. There, there's a difference. That one, he possessed you. Yes. Right? Because he owns you. Yes. Well, the devil can't own what ain't his. Right. If you're a born again Christian, you ain't his, you're Jesus. Right. Right? Unless you reject the cross and, and both your mouth and with your heart. Other than that, Jesus said he'd never leave you nor forsake you. He'd be with you to the end of day. That's right. 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 <laughs> and it was. Because of that, he gives you all power in heaven and earth because you're a joint over Jesus Christ. Yes. And he wants to set everybody free from any kind of demonic oppression in their life. Yes. Whether it be psychological or physical or mental mm-hmm. uh, or, or, yeah, or uh, spiritual, and, and, and emotional. Emotional. Right. Mm-hmm. And, the, the devil likes to attack us any way he can. All right. See if we can go back. We're still in these questions here. Uh, what are some areas of an individual's life that can be open to demonic influence? And we find that in 21, when he says there's certain areas of people's lives, right? Uh, last chapter of 21, last sentence. Uh, 
But they didn't get in full control of that particular part of life of the Holy Spirit. And because of that, they're under demonic influence. So the left Now, life application. Describe what some describe some behaviors or attitudes that you believe might open up an individual to demonic influence. Hmm. Uh, behaviors or attitudes? Behaviors or attitudes that you believe might open up an individual to demonic influence. Hmm. Ooh, these examples. Well, certainly drunkenness would be. Yeah, because okay, that's what I was going to say. I know there's certain behavior that's right. uh, you know, certain vices that are lust, obviously. Yeah. Um, drugs, alcohol, right. uh, being in the flesh. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Unforgiveness. Unforgiveness. Hatred. Uh, hard-heartedness. Yeah. Unforgiveness. Yeah. And lack of love. Mm-hmm. Hatred, in other words. Yeah. Right. So those things could actually open doors in, in a person's life to cause more oppression. Mm. By demonic influence. Mm. Uh, well, for one thing, we know that hatred uh, can often cause heart attacks mm. or aneurysm. Mm. Because it brings aneurysm. Yeah, sure. Mm. Because of stress. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. stress. Yeah, and the stress will cause, can cause blood vessels to burst uh. and our hearts to burst. Mm. And, and so a lot of people, you know, a lot of people die, die from heart attacks and have got, have got a lot of hatred in their life. Um, yeah, it is. I never thought about that before. Yeah, because if you, and I guess a lot of people that go through it though, maybe don't even know it. I never thought about stress from that, from that point of view, but I see what you're saying, yeah. Brain aneurysms, heart attacks. Just, you know, and not to mention other kind of body ailments that you have. Because of course these can happen to a saint yeah. as well as living a, a great life because yeah. of the attack of the enemy just wants to try to take you, get, get rid of your testimony, get rid of your, get, get rid of your, uh, your life in Christ. He wants you to turn your back on Christ. Hide your, hide your life in Christ. Right. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, now we're supposed to be a light on a hill. Yeah. We're supposed to let our light shine to everybody. Right. No matter where we're at. That's why Jesus gave it to us. Amen. Yeah. Right. Talk about his goodness. Amen. Mm-hmm. All right. Here's the memory verse. As you go preach, saying the kingdom of heaven is at hand, heal the sick, raise the dead, cleanse the lepers, cast out or expel demons, freely you have received, freely give. Matthew 10, 7, 8. And Lord, I will, uh, faith response, Lord, I will diligently trust you to lead me into a greater understanding of the spiritual world. Well, that's, verse, that's chapter 2. Uh, can I go over that again, the memory verse? Sure. As you go, as you go, preach, saying, the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Heal the sick, raise the dead, cleanse the lepers, cast out demons, freely you received, freely give. Matthew 10, 7-8. And then the faith response, Lord, I will diligently trust you to lead me into a greater understanding of the spiritual world. Amen. Amen. Now, the memory verse from the last, from the first chapter, 
on page 17. Uh-huh. Is, but if I cast out demons by the Spirit of God, surely the kingdom of God has come upon you. Matthew 12, 28. Mm-hmm. But if I cast out demons by the Spirit of God, surely the kingdom of God has come upon you. Matthew 12, 28. And uh, that the, the base response was, Lord, remove any resistance I may have to this ministry or to helping others receive the ministry of expelling demons. Amen. Amen. And there's some resistance to it. And a lot of people don't have nothing to do with it. Yeah. But it's, a, it's very much a, a real part of the New Testament. I love this because not only for myself, but for just to my walk with God, walk, walking through life and being able to recognize and be able to distinguish between, you know, good and bad and right and wrong spirits. Uh, how do we say we say it in the Bible? Be able to discern. 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 Mm-hmm. Be able to discern. This is wonderful because it will help tighten that up. Amen. Ability. Amen. Yeah. All right. Well, until next time. All right. Next. Same channel. Same station. Next time. All right. All right. Oops. Let's just pray. Go ahead and pray over it. Go ahead and pray over it. Oh, dear Lord, thank you that we had this time to uh, gather together and worship you and, and go over your word and understand that uh, that uh, we are in this uh, for the long run uh, to fight off the devil, to rebuke the devil uh, in your holy and in your precious name, the name of Jesus Christ. There's no other name but the name of Jesus Christ. And devil, you're a liar. Satan, you're a liar. And, and God is going to stay with us and shield us. And God, Jesus is going to protect us in your holy and your precious name. And you, uh, Robert, Robert, what's that, brother? You sure. Thank you, Father God, for your loving kindness, your tender mercy. Thank you, Lord, for us becoming aware of this spiritual realm that's involved around us all the time, Father God, and help us to uh, be more enlightened to your world, to your to your hope that is in Christ Jesus, and deliverance. It is in the Holy Spirit. Yes. We thank, thank you, Father Lord. God, for your loving kindness. Yes. Amen. Thank Amen. you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, God. Amen. Amen. This one.